<clears throat> On today's Car Sports Talk, we explore the post-deadline NBA, recap recent NFL storylines such as Johnny Manziel and Ruben Foster, break down Hugh Darvish's decision to sign the Chicago, Chicago Cubs, and provide our ideas to help spice up the Winter Olympics. Welcome everyone to Car Sports Talk. Today is February 12th, almost February 13th. And before we get anything started, RJ and Sebo, would you congratulate LeVar Ball on being told that he will be a grandfather soon? Um, I, honestly, no, I don't want to congratulate him. What? You don't want another ball boy running around? Nope, I think I'm good with the three that there are now. And I don't, I don't like to give the Kardashians of the NBA any publicity. You know what? I like to, well, I, mean, I, I like to say uh, congrats to another big baller being brought into this world. That's what I'm saying. We're blessed. We're being given yet another big baller, RJ. I'd also like to give you more updates. Actually, um, Lavar Ball is also releasing big baller brand water, which is again imported straight from Europe. And LeVar Ball also said today that teams better know that if they want Lonzo, they need to also sign LiAngelo and LaMelo Ball. <laughs> That's great. All right. <laughs> Lonzo's so, having a – he's having a great no-injury year, by the way. He's having a great – Yep, and we see just how valuable So he is. that deal really is going to is, is gonna make teams want to sign him that okay. bad. Let's not hate on Lonzo. He's not – Lonzo – his value is shown to the Lakers, showing how badly they did with him out of their lineup. Signing LeAngelo is like signing J.R. Smith's brother. It's like the same exact thing. Chris Smith was probably the worst basketball player in the history of the NBA. <laughs> Behind like Marcus Huertas, possibly. Who was oh, no, awesome. he's better. Huertas is better. Stop. Mm, I don't know. They're all bad. But the balls yet continue to make uh, so let's jump right into it, guys. Uh, are the Cavaliers? Is it, you know, they they only had like a bad like, you know, twenty game stretch. Can you really say that they're back? Um, I think, I think people are overreacting a little bit considering they only played one game, what one game with their new team. But in that, even though in their first game together they went into Boston and they showed them who was boss. I I honestly think that they made. Great moves at the deadline if they want to compete with the teams that are potentially coming out of the Western Conference and the Warriors, the Rockets. Well, they definitely got Just younger. Th- they had to get. They definitely, yeah, they had to get younger and faster. Yeah, they got younger, faster, more athletic. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had 17 points in his debut the other day. Larry Nance, you know, he, you know he's not a guy that's going to fill up the stats, you know, the stat board, but he contributes in many ways. Um, and Rodney Hood also had 15 points. So th- they really set themselves up with a potential future going forward, uh, even if they're Three not able very... to bring LeBron. In Clarkson, Hood, and Hill. Yeah, yeah. Rod- Rodney Hood, uh, you know, he was a great number two guy to uh, Gordon Hayward in Utah two years ago. Uh, he had injuries hurt him a bit last year. But, you know, R- Rodney Hood's a really good basketball player, very good uh, scorer. Doesn't do much besides scoring. but I mean, The thing is, Draymond Green pretty much said it. If- doesn't really matter who's on their team. They have LeBron. That being said, yeah. I do. I think they got younger and more athletic, but they don't have. They still lost a guy like Isaiah Thomas. I just 
don't see how they got better, in my opinion. I mean, you know, here's one of the issues, though. Like, Isaiah, like, was such a great player for the Celtics last year when he was running in the Brad Stevens system, which is a lot of, you know, off-ball picks for him and and high pick-and-rolls for him. And we didn't really see that much of the Cavs because the Cavs' offense dictated by LeBron. LeBron getting the ball, everyone just around for each other. You know, with the Lakers again, he's in a little more of a structured offense, which I think we're going to really see IT maybe not regain the form he had, but definitely get back to a similar level. I feel like he's just not the type of player that could play alongside LeBron James. He needs the ball, like, a good mm-hmm. amount of time. And LeBron is dominating the ball all game. He yeah, just, but- they just didn't go. They didn't go hand in hand together like him and Kyrie. Yeah, like Isaiah is a great. You know, he he's a great ball handler, and he needs the ball in his hands because he is a playmaker. Um, and he you know he is good off the ball, but not the way he was being used in um in Cleveland. Yeah, it's uh, so he just didn't. He just never really got settled in Cleveland. So that that yeah, was, that's one. That was just um. I think LeBron was just like, this isn't working out. <laughs> yeah. He ended it really I mean, quick. When, when, the, when the Cavaliers went into Atlanta uh, just a few days ago, uh, the Atlanta fans were chanting at uh, Tristan Thompson that LeBron will trade you and LeBron <laughs> will get rid of you. Yes, because LeBron stated earlier in the year that he didn't around his team and look who's dating at Kardashian. Yeah, uh, J.R. Smith also, after their win yesterday, apparently, you know, motions were running very high, and he was running off the court, yelling that we got an effing squad now. So, you know, maybe the Cavs are, were able to find their mojo back. But talking about <laughs> was it honestly, what? my favorite part about the trade deadline was watching J.R. the J.R. Smith memes. Oh, my God. When it's like, when, like, when J.R. at practice. How did you, how'd all you guys get in the locker room? <laughs> It's like, where, where did IT go? It's like, so, did Isaiah Thomas grow four, like four feet? <laughs> you see, like, yeah. it's like Honestly, I think, every, I think, I just think every meme about Isaiah Thomas is hysterical because they just troll him. <laughs> what about like, the, 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 little, like, the little the, kid the who does this... at the Cavs game? <laughs> yeah, that kid is hysterical. <laughs> and they're like, IT, like, when he finds out he's playing and he's just doing his dancing, I was rolling at that. Uh, Guys, two teams I want to – actually, three teams I really want to look at right now in the NBA who have been playing uh, very high-efficient basketball right now. The Utah Jazz are winners of nine straight. The Toronto Raptors are sitting atop the conference right now, with, and they are 8-2 and two in their last 10. And the Denver Nuggets seem like they're starting to hit their groove now, being teams like the Thunder and Warriors recently. Jamal Murray starting to break out a bit. And they're 7-3 you know, in their last 10 games. Donovan Mitchell, baby. I yeah, I was gonna say I really like Donovan Mitchell. He he's yeah. actually like pretty fun to watch. Like usually, like it's hard to say that Utah Jazz is fun to watch recently, but with him and Go is Gobert back? Yeah, Gobert. Is yeah, back. Gobert. With back. him and with him and Gobert back playing together, that's a fun team to watch. Yeah, that's a team that yeah. scored oh. Hayward, and they're still keeping it together over there. Yeah, and I I thought it was good of them to bring in Jay Crowder as well because you know Jay, Jay Crowder basically is just like you know Damari Carroll two and he was just another Celtic who was just lost in the Cavaliers system. So I, I think he's going to go into Utah, and you know he'll make a pretty good in, impact on that team, especially defensively. Yeah. But I mean, dude, like you know 
we see it every year with the Raptors. Like, you know, they play really strong in the regular season, and, you know, they're top, they're top three seed consistently, and then they go to the playoffs, and they play some of the worst playoff basketball. The worst basketball you can ever imagine. I would have loved it, to seen DeAndre Jordan go to the Raptors with him, Lowry, and DeRozan. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, the Raptors' timeline, you know, they're – you know, it's definitely running out a bit. Like, Kyle Lowry is, like, you know, 31 years old. Like, he's getting old. Like, Yeah. DeRozan and, um, isn't getting much younger. Yeah, and, and the Celtics are, uh, well, you know, DeRoz- how old is DeRozan? Was he 28? Yeah. 27 years? 28. He's been in the league for, I think, uh, I think just under 10 years now. It's crazy, man. We're getting old. This is his eighth year. This is his yeah. eighth year, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think he has 28. He was at a USC. Uh. Yeah, OJ Mayo. Mayo, rest in peace. Basically, right now, like (laughs) from the Raptors at the one seed, um, all the way down to the Pistons in the ninth. You know, the East is a very you know improving conference right now. Like the Milwaukee Bucks have won eight of their last ten. You know, they're sitting at thirty-one twenty-four. The Pacers are at thirty-two and twenty-five. Victor Oladipo and um, Demontis Sabonis, Miles Turner, they're really leading that team. The Sixers are getting better with every game. And we've seen the Pistons play incredibly well with uh, Blake Griffin now also. Yeah. I still think they're not that close to the Western Conference. They're still not close. But they, it's per, they won their than... first five games, and then they lost their, they lost their last two with, with Blake. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Archie, clearly they're not at the talent level. But, like, you know, team, you know, through the Raptors to the Heat right now, like, all the way to the 17. You know, I'll even throw in the 76ers in there. One to eight. Like, I mean, yeah, I'd say the Cavs are the best right now, but I don't see any team getting, like, a easy walkthrough win. Because right now, if the season were to end today, the Raptors would be playing the 76ers, which I do not think is an easy matchup at all. The Celtics are playing the Heat, and I, the Heat are definitely, you know, one of the most underrated teams in the league. Eric Spolstra should probably year in, year out, be a, a head coach. Um, Coach of the year. I mean, I don't think the Wizards are very good. I, I think the Cavs will have no, an easy time being the Pacers, you know. The Cavs six, will sweep them. Yeah, maybe maybe five games. Uh, but Wizards, Bucks. Um, I, I like the Bucks as a sleeper in the East. Yeah, I do too. Especially with Jabari back now. Like, you know, they yeah. can really start in their groove a bit. I expect, that, I expect them to finish ahead of Washington when it's all said yeah. and done. Uh, now, now looking into the Western Conference, um, you know, from from the Thunder and the five seed down to like the Jazz, who are in the ten spot right now. You know, it's all pretty close. You know, the Thunder are sitting at thirty two and twenty five. The Jazz, who are in the ten spot and have won nine straight, are twenty eight and twenty eight. So it's only a four game difference there. Like, you know, there's a, a lot can happen there. You now you have the Thunder, the Blazers, the Nuggets, the, the Pelicans. I think the Pelicans are going to start falling out. And, and, and the Clippers, Clippers will fall out. I would, I would love to see a T Wolves Thunder first round matchup. The T Wolves, yeah, you know, the t- you know what? The Towers are good, but uh, there's just part of them is like not convinced with them yet that like they could really make an impact in the playoffs. I would, uh, I would and, and that's just, I mean, they're definitely good, but like they play so many games where they just don't play any defense at all. And and Thibodeau plays his starters basically all game, they probably play about 37 minutes of uh, how long is the game, 44 minutes. 45, 48, 48, 48 yeah. 12, yeah, four, yeah, 48, just 12 minutes, four quarters, good math. math. I do a lot of math today at work. I almost 
and you are passed out from all the numbers. Yeah, my brain scrambles, dude. I, they, dude, can you believe that the the New Jersey Devils minor league team put me in charge of their money on a day to day basis? No, no. I, I, I mean, I still that, count. On my that, we can say that's an organization going downhill. <laughs> yep. I mean, I think we've only special, especially with Goldblatt at the helm. He's captaining the ship, and they're and they're gonna follow. Yeah, uh, down goes the Titanic. Straight to the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> cool, I'd be like, oh, I think it's this way. This is the right way. Falls. Lost you done? Forever. You guys done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not the smartest idea putting me in charge of the money. Uh, yeah, my boss got kind of mad today. But that's all right. It wasn't really my fault. Hopefully your boss doesn't listen to this podcast. No, but what he did do, actually, was send a picture of me with my face plant face, my face uh, photoshopped onto Mario's face, and he sent it to everyone in the office. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so that was a real funny picture. That's and in the end, my boss weekend. realized it was his fault today because he was going on my account screwing up. That, that's besides the point. Let's get uh, – Let's get back into it. Uh, Sebo, do you see the Lakers, who are sitting at 23-32 and 32 right now, when they get Lonzo back? Do you see them possibly making a run for that eight spot? Because right now the eight spot is manned by the Pelicans, and I just don't know if they're going to no. keep it up without Cousins. Uh, no. 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 Is that, I, no. Is that a note to the Lakers making a run? I, the Pelicans I holding think, on to the eight spot. I think, the, I think the Lakers become a more respectable team. Do I think I made – do I think they make a run for the eighth spot? No, no. Do they, I just don't I think the happening. I think the Pelicans are better with just AD than the Lakers. Hundred percent. I don't know. I mean, they got like Miritich and they got a. Uh, who else did they trade for? They have they have Miritich and they have. Uh, who else? Um. In this trade. Both- I think that's all they got. I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, but still, I mean, the Pelicans. I don't think the Pelicans are that good. You know, I thought they were. I thought they were a good team when they had Cousins. But Sebo, do you think the Lakers will finish over or under five games from the eighth spot by the end of the season? What, and, uh, we'll take what are they now? They're so right six, now they're the six back. They're they six. I think over. Yeah, I think over. You think they'll be over five? Yeah, over five. Well, what about yeah. this? Do you think the Pelicans? Are over under? Uh, let me rephrase that. Do you think the Pelicans will make the playoffs? I I, don't I think the Pelicans the, I think are going to make it. I think it's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think it's the Jazz definitely seem to be watching out in there right now. Um, all right, guys. So let's move on to the uh, NFL a bit. Uh, there's been a lot of news. Um, this the after the whole Josh McDaniel, McDaniel's uh, fiasco, the, uh, the the Colts were able to settle with Frank Reich or Reich. I don't know how to say it. Right, that's what I thought it was. Right, right, uh, they right. Up... Which is still a good guy. signing. The, he manned still uh, a good sign. uh, the best, probably one of the best offenses in the league this year. So I thought that was a good sign for them. You know, hopefully they can get that offense revitalized and you know man their defense. I mean, the defense has always been the issue for the Colts. Um. Also, but also, you know, um, John D. Filippo, a guy who we've been talking about for a few weeks now. Um, he was the Eagles OC. He was the old Eagles QB coach, and he just took the job as the OC in Minnesota. Yeah, congratulations to him. That was uh, the Eagles lost some key members on their offensive coaching staff. 
I would love to see if the Flippo or DeFilippo, whatever his name is, could do what what Pat Shermer did with Keenum if Keenum stays as quarterback there. Is next. Maybe Kirk maybe Kirk Cousins. I honestly think he, Kirk is I think it's gonna Denver. be between Denver and Minnesota and wherever he goes he'll sign like a two year deal worth like eighty million dollars, something like that. I don't know. But you know, I think I don't know if a team is <laughs> is going to be giving him a long term commitment just yet, but you know I mean, he seemed fine going year to year playing just thirty million dollars a year. You know? Yeah. I who, who would complain about yeah. that? I wouldn't complain. Nope. I'll tell you that. Best job. You know who has the best job in America right now? Punters. No. There's, there's every Ameri- every NFL person. punter has the best job. Nope. Every every third string quarterback. <laughs> he, he, name one. Name. Think who I'm guessing. Or think of who I'm thinking of. Guess who I'm thinking of. Um, no clue. Hi, RJ. I know. What Me? <laughs> no. Okay. That was my guess. You don't play in the NFL. Oh, we're talking about NFL player. Well, the um, guy. Well, the guy who has the best job in the um, world. Is not in the NFL. Okay. Um. Yes, yeah, RJ. Mike Lennon. You must have heard me say it this weekend. Mike Lennon is sitting on the Chicago Bears bench, make for a three-year deal worth forty-five million dollars. What better job is there to be in the NFL, not play, and get paid $15 million? I mean, you know, maybe you'll play know. one game a year if, if, you know, Trubisky gets hurt, but $15 million to just sit in your ass all day? <laughs> sit in your ass and be ugly. That's my kind of job. That's my – exactly. That's my type of job. I love yeah, the couch life. Yeah. RJ, you sleep. Don't talk. Don't don't talk about Goldblatt like that. RJ, have you let the dog out of uh, prison today, or has he just been in the prison yard? Prison yard. See, well, you want you want to hear what I figured out? This is why the dog that they live with is crazy. Because when the dog is out, he's a six-month-old puppy and has a lot of energy and likes to run around, and he bites. That's annoying. But so their all opinion is, is well, he's misbehaving. Let's put him in the cage. And then five hours later, they let the dog out, a six-month-old puppy who has God knows how much energy. Once they let him out of the cage, oh, he's misbehaving again. Throw him right back in. Go back to jail. That's, and they, yeah. Well, I'll, yeah, you know, this dog is just – there's a reason I, I offered to give him the gold butt. I offered to give him the gold butt. I wouldn't walk him in. No, I, yeah, but RJ, I told you you had to pay me. Eh, that's not how you are. $50 right now. I'll take that dog off your hands. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be in contact. I don't know if, uh, if Zingal is going to be giving away Mr. Stinky that quick. Him? <laughs> or Mr. Googly Eyes. Mr. Googly Eyes. Or Mr. Googly Eyes. Oh, my God. You have issues. <laughs> All right. Let's, <laughs> let's move on now. Uh, Ruben Foster, guys, uh, he was in trouble for, um, it was actually just, he was in trouble for domestic violence, and apparently he was, like, very badly abusing his, uh, a woman recent, uh, recently. Yeah, what was he doing? Did he drag her out or something like yeah, that? Yeah, that's what he was dragging her, like, across the room. So, is his NFL career over? No. Uh, uh... But we saw, but, like, 
It's questionable. Hardy, I, don't want, I don't know if it's safe to compare him to Greg Hardy because Greg Hardy literally had guns all over her bed pointing at a girl saying he'll kill her. Well, you, you have to also think this is the only thing he's gotten arrested for this offseason. Earlier. Oh, no, no, he, this is the second. He's been arrested twice this off, this, this month. Yeah, I know. Earlier in the – this is what I don't get. He works for a team where weed is legal, but he decides to go smoke weed in Alabama. Well, I mean, and one of the most conservative well, states in, in America. Home is there. Yeah, but that's not. And second of all, the team is not legal. The weed. It's the state that's legal. The weed. That's what I was saying. But he's that, if he's gonna do it in San Fran, he won't get arrested. Yeah, but like you know, he also had a lot of off the field issues coming out of college as well. And like during the the uh, the pre draft process last year at the combine, he pulled the whole like you know, do you know who I am? Act with the doctor. But, um, well, John do you do you know who he is? Who? You said, do you know who I am? I'm asking if you know who he is. Oh, he was at parties. That that just sounds dumb. But yes, I do know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> do you use that uh, at parties, RJ? What? Do you use that at parties when you talk to girls? Yeah. I, I, do you know who I am? <laughs> yeah. And usually it's a quick no. <laughs> RJ, I'm sure you, you hear that. Uh, you hear that a lot, buddy. It's, it's alright. It's alright. We'll bounce it back. <laughs> we'll bounce back. There's uh, always the one that will know who you are. Yeah, no. Where's the real one? <laughs> Guys, do you also believe in the uh, the Johnny Football um, comeback story? I do. No. I mean, who? That's the thing. I mean, you can't really, like, make up being diagnosed with bipolar disorder, so I believe yeah. him. I, I hope and, the best for him, and I'm glad that he did actually find out. Like, Brandon Marshall, remember, he was such a locker room cancer, at least he found out that there was a reason for that, so. Yeah, Good see, for well, him. People, you've known me for uh, many years now, and you knew back in high school that I was not a fan of Manziel whatsoever. Um uh, and, I, and I listened to an interview from him today on a on a Barst- Barstool podcast. Part of my take, not sure if you guys have listened to it. Um, I guess there are, there are rivals now because we're, we're podcasting. Um, yeah. But, but so yeah, I, no, he was listening, and he said he said all the right things. He said, you know, he was just basically a young kid. He was selfish. He was only thinking about himself. He was running with the wrong people, you know. And he said, you know, after just you know sitting down and just watching football on Sundays for two years. He realized that you know he had enough, so he's been training hard. You know who he said helped him turn around, like or help get through to his head? I actually did not oh. see any of that. No. He said he said he wouldn't be where he is without Josh McCown because he said in his first year with the with the Browns, you know he thought the the idea was you get into the off, you know you get into the building by seven and you leave at six. Uh, but we know, you know, the, the best players like, you know, Peyton and Brady, all these guys, they're there 5.30 and they're leaving at 9.30. You know, sure. this, that's their life. But and he said can. he just didn't really understand that concept. And then McCown came into Cleveland and he basically told him, like, you know, let me take you under my wing. And, you know, he said he really just kind of showed him how to be a professional. Well, I'm glad it finally got to his head now that he's out of the NFL. But, uh, it only took him two and a half years. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I honestly hope the best to the guy. But he was in a, he was exciting for the sport for a little. But 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You know, well, this... I feel like now it's kind of a story. Well, on... I think he should go play in Canada or something. Yeah. Or... And, like, try and get his reputation back up, and then maybe a team will sign him as a backup at first if he could show that he could play a full season somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's definitely by next year going to have like or going into the training camp. He will have at least one offer to go to camp, uh, but maybe he'll end up in the XFL. I heard he's not allowed what? there. Yeah, I, yeah, that's why. Yeah, I heard. they said that no criminals are out uh, in the league, but the XFL was literally built off the fact that it was criminals who were just badasses killing each other. Yeah, they won't. They won't get. They will be out of business very soon if they keep it up with yeah. that. Manziel's only twenty five years old, so hopefully, hopefully he gets another shot. Got a hot girlfriend too. Yeah, I mean, what else is new? Do you expect any different? Yeah, he's 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 had a lot of hot girls. I don't know for his first one, Colin Crowley. Uh, she was about, she was smoke show. But uh, you know, unfortunately, guys, at the moment there is not a lot of NFL talk. Uh, that's not really going to heat up until next month. So the NFL is going to be very slow for now. But the Combine is coming up. And also to our viewers, a quick announcement. We have made a decision that we are not going to continue our uh, NFL mock draft that we are running because it's pretty stupid now that Kirk Cousins was traded. And we figure we'll wait till after the Combine to really start picking up with that. Uh, guys, I want to move on into baseball right now. Uh, the Mets reported, Sebo, pitchers and catchers. Finally, some healthiness. Yeah, what's hopeful? You, know, you guys see, you guys see the pictures of Matt Harvey. What? No, I actually didn't. You can see, you can see his belly when he throws. Oh no, he's fat, man. I, there was a picture of him the other day that I was hoping that was just because of like he was in a um, it was just windy or something. But no, he, Matt Harvey's fat. Oh yeah, I, and I love it. Fat Harvey, baby. <laughs> I like fat. Harvey, Besides, I like when fat. I like who fa- I like when Fat Harvey has a huge like chaw in his mouth. Also, you can just so clearly tell it. That's when you oh, know when he's, he's packing a bomb. Oh, he literally like is packs a bomb. He packs yeah. a nuke down there. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Harvey's the man. He's just not very good at pitching anymore. I, ho- I hope he makes it there. Sebo, but, I'm gonna make a bold take right now and say that Zach Wheeler will not be good ever. Ever. Because he's, um, literally, he's literally getting shots right now that, like, elderly people take to, like, prevent their bones and muscles from just falling apart. Well, people are actually saying that that was, like, a good thing for him. Like, a good extra step that he took to make to ensure that he is healthy. So, yeah. Um, unfortunately, everyone, RJ did tell us that he was not going to be able to finish today's episode. But he clearly just left very abruptly. But... No issues there. Me and Sebo will continue without him. I think we'll be better without him also. Oh, yeah. RJ seems to know slow conversation. Yeah, I think RJ's a little upset over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, we're just kidding, RJ. We love you. Um, but, you know, you know, this is actually good news, Sebo, because now we don't have to listen to any Yankee talk. Yeah, we can talk about the match. That's why he left. He didn't want to talk about he want he was ready to talk about the Yankees, but we knew that we were not going to talk about them. Yeah, no. Why would we talk about them? No. See, but what did you think of you, Darvish, signing with the Cubs? I thought that was a good move. I think that's a lateral move for them because mm-hmm. they were going to lose Jake Arrieta anyway. And I know Arrieta had a very good two-year stretch, 
but talent-wise, they're pretty similar. So I thought that was a good move for the Cubs. I don't think it puts them over the top, but I don't think – I think it helps them maybe I, get back to, like, where they were two years ago. And it definitely keeps them as a playoff contender. Yeah, but the, I think uh, – I just – they were definitely – they're still there last year. They were just in a bit of a slump, mm-hmm. especially. Well, they it, start... it happens in baseball, so. Yeah, but I think they're, they're the most talented team with the Nationals in the NL. But this is definitely a make-or-break year for the Nationals. I mean, they've won the division title like four of the last five years, and they just cannot get over that divisional round hump. Like, Yeah. I mean, and it's going to be huge for them, too, because I mean, they got guys like Daniel Murphy, who's one of the best hitters in baseball, and they got Bryce Harper, who is arguably maybe behind Mike Trout, the best in baseball. I mean, it, like it's literally it, just, just like if they don't win this year, they who, why would Bryce Harper stay with them? I, I don't know. See, well, how how much does it annoy you knowing that the two best hitters in baseball, or at least two top five hitters in baseball, are now were both in the Mets and both looked at as utility players. <sighs> I talk about that way. Justin Turner and Daniel Murphy just like they, I, and the thing was everybody liked every besides when Daniel Murphy would drop the casual fly ball, which he did. Every oh, yeah. Mets fan Murphy loved, wasn't a great fielder whatsoever. A horrible fielder. But mm-hmm. every Mets fan loved Daniel Murphy and Justin Turner. And then when they, especially after the playoffs, especially after the playoffs for Murphy, the playoffs that Daniel Murphy had. Where and then for him to to see him go the next year was just mm-hmm. and you replace him with Neil Walker it just hasn't been the same since and now Daniel Murphy is possibly the best pure hitter in baseball followed by Justin Turner and we saw just how good Murphy really was when he was the driving force for the Mets going on the World Series run I mean he was just amazing like yeah. in L- in LA in the um divisional round was just cooking Clayton Kershaw Man, Kershaw Granky he got Granky to- Granky pitched two games that series and he hit a home run against them both games right like, oh yeah so- that Granky's him and Kershaw man like they were awesome and then they just go to the playoffs and they collapse but that's not the same old Dodgers anymore um well, but- well the thing is yeah, they kind of – I mean, they didn't collapse. Not they didn't the collapse. They just happened to play a fantastic baseball team last year in the Astros. Yeah. I still but, think the Astros are about Yankees. Let me ask you this. Sir- game seven, or let's say it's a wild card game, who are you taking? Noah Syndergaard or Clayton Kershaw? Because I'm taking Noah Syndergaard 100% over Kershaw. Well, I'm biased. I'm not. I'm. I'm not being biased. I just think – it's proven that Noah Syndergaard in when big games yeah, pitches just as probably well. Probably the best. Yeah. Besides I, Bumgarner, he that that's literally the only person he's been out pitched by in the playoffs is Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. Like, and he really, pitched seven shutout innings that game. Yeah. Like, I really think like had the Mets won that game against the Giants, um, was it two years ago now? Like, yeah. That that could have been again the beginning of their, um. And yeah, a potential no, another World Series run. I mean, like no team, especially like when you have Degrom and Syndergaard, when you have Degrom and Syndergaard on your team, just straight up, no team wants to verse you. And you got a hitter like Cespedes, like Conforto coming. I, that's why I will forever say the Mets might not be. They're not going to win the division this year, 
but just get them in the playoffs and then let them do what they can. Yeah, because, you know, at that point when you're in the playoffs, like, pitching can really take over. Like, if they're pitching yeah. dominant enough. But, I mean, another thing, though, is, like, we saw just so much firepower in the off- in the playoffs this year. Like, yeah, I don't, but I don't know if the Mets see- will have enough firepower to, to handle that. I mean, like, maybe five years ago when we had, you know, since we have Adrian Gonzalez now, maybe five years ago, but. No, I agree. But, I mean, you got to hope Rosario keeps continuing to be what you saw last year. He looks like he's going to be a stud at shortstop. You yeah. want Conforto back healthy eventually. I want to keep Cespedes. You keep Cespedes healthy. And then you have guys like Jay Bruce. I mean, they won't have as much firepower as the Yankees, but the Yankees yeah. won't have their pitching. Nope. You know what I mean? I still think like, there's not a lot of teams that can match up with them pitching wise. Right. I still think the Yankees are going to like you know win less than 100 games. I think they'll get to like 96. You know? Oh, people forget that Boston's like Boston's still one of the most talented teams in the MLB. Yeah, like they still got a man by the name of Chris Sale there. They got Chris Sale, Benintendi. Yeah, they're, they're probably still going to sign Jay Martinez. So I mean, yeah. Boston's just as talented. I think hasn't he, he hasn't JD Martinez like not even started meeting yet with the uh, the Diamondbacks. Um, he's been talking with them. They said. Maybe a short-term deal with them, yeah. but I don't think he's. Because I'm pretty sure he's. Looking I see him going to Boston. I heard that. I heard Boston has the best deal out there, and Boston's the best place to go for him. Well, it's probably gonna be around opinion. like 130 million or something, because that's what apparently yeah. commanding is like. You know, in the 110 to 125 range. Yeah, but yeah, dude, you know, baseball is back, man. I'm hyped. Now, yeah, Knicks think. Oh, actually, we didn't even mention that the Knicks. Sebo, what did you uh? Think of uh, Emmanuel Moutier. I mean, he looked good. He shot, shot five out of fourteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought. I mean, it's definitely. I just want to see. I just want to see him in the new setting. See what he could do. Mm-hmm. I want. I want to see him and Frank out there. Stop playing Jared Jack. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, he yeah, his time's got to go down. It's definitely a very unique backcourt, however. With Frank Nielkina and Emmanuel Moody, two guards who are over six five, and neither one of them can really shoot well. Yeah, that's a tough situation. And the thing is, that that was always what knocked Moody was his efficiency as a shooter. Mm-hmm. But even when he was on the Nuggets, he wasn't finishing mm-hmm. at the rim. Right. So. That would definitely be interesting to see. I hopefully they can. I I love the trade. Person. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's because you get rid of a guy like McDermott. Yeah. No, Doug was a free good. agent after this year, and then you get Moutier for an extra year. You get him for a year and a half. So yep. see what he could do. He's 21 years old. I like I like the trade a lot. Yeah, and Moutier is only 21 years old, and he was a guy I also thought that the Knicks were going to draft um, when he was when he was available a few years ago, but they took Porzingis over him. Thank God, but. Yeah, fun, funny how things work, right? Yeah, he's 21 years old. You know, Frank's 19. So we definitely, you know, have options. Point guard options, which is something the Knicks have been lacking for a long time. Uh, but let's let's get wrapping this up. Uh, have you been watching any Winter Olympics? Yeah, honestly, I'll say this right now. I was at a pretty low point in my life. On Saturday, I think it was. I was at the bar at 12. I was at the bar at noon. Nice. I was just having a, <laughs> I was just having a beer with two of my friends, and I was watching the downhill skiing. 
that, the slope skiing. Yeah, see that, and I was making jokes, and I was like, "I could do this. I could do this. I could do this." <laughs> I don't know how to ski? Oh yeah, no, neither do I. That that's the thing. Like, I can't really re- actually relate to any Winter Olympic sport besides hockey. And now they don't even have professional athletes in yeah. it anymore. So, so I'm not watching hockey. You know, I, I'll, I'll like watch the skiing, snowboarding, like as background noise, like if I'm just chilling. But like we were literally watching, like the only two things in the Olympics I were on last night were figure skating, which I just cannot watch, and curling. What kind of idea of a sport is curling? Also, I don't know, but I just want to listen. I'll say this right now: I want to play. I want to curl. Like, like, I want to be one of the broom guys. Oh, you! Oh, you want to be the broomer? You don't want to be the. All right, you can be the guy in the broom because you know how to be better. You're better. I have a louder projecting voice, so I'll be the guy that yells to you. All right, all right, sounds good. So that'll be better. Let's see about. I mean, I just want to, you know, propose a couple ideas, a couple new ideas, couple, ugh, couple games that could really help spice up the Winter Olympics. Um, so here's one idea I had in the cross country skiing race. You know what that is when they, you know, not, it's not really any hills or anything. These guys are just uh, skiing in straight line. Yeah, they they did like a I don't know thirty three kilometer race. Uh, I don't know how many miles that is because I don't think we use that system. Um, but if if we were to make it into miles, I think that after every mile you need to shotgun a beer. Make it a, that's an interesting twist. Definitely make it a little more interesting. Maybe raise the fighting levels because everyone knows that when men get testosterone, when alcohol in their body, their testosterone is running through the wall. So. That would, I would love to see that fighting aspect in the skiing. Fighting aspect in skiing. I never actually thought of that. That would be interesting. That'd be cool, dude. Like, they have poles. We they... should try it. We should... All right. First of all, now that you bring that up, we should try that. Like, say, we should go We should go on Wednesday and try this out. Let's try out your idea. So, when we... so here's what we'll do. We'll go to the top of the Greek Peak Mountain, and when people are coming by us, we'll just whack them with poles. All right, all right, I'm down for that. That sounds like a good idea. I'm sure RJ would like to do that too. Uh, another yeah, idea Art. I had uh, our Zamboni races because how are we going to have good ice without the Zambonis? And who is the fastest Zamboni? I had a lot of time. Oh. I had a lot of time at work on my mind. You know, a lot of That's time an... today, so I had a lot of time to think. That's an interesting one, just because mm-hmm. it, it. I feel like it really depends on the machine. <laughs> and not the driver. Like yeah, that. but it's the same thing. But I love to see the control that they have. I want to see the control they have. Mm-hmm. I have a few more ideas. Uh, one, we can have a Fortnite event in Korea, but instead of dying, you just get shot with a snowball. So if you're shot with like five, if you're shot with three snowballs, then you <laughs> How would you build? You have to build, you have, you have, you have to build igloos and snowmen. And in the Summer, summer Olympics... Whoever it is, we just change the setting. Yeah, I, you know what? I think I think that's easily the most I popular. Think, I just had like ten kids in my room by itself, just watching one person all, play Fortnite. I it, think everyone would it watch. It is that. the best social network out there right now. Like, I talk to like you know nine of my good buddies every night simply just by having a little earpiece in my ear and playing Fortnite. It's ridiculous. It's kind of sad. But... Think of, think about the friendship you share in Fortnite. Just making sure your boys have at least a green AR, like, giving them the shield potions, getting their that's back, what I'm saying. Like, reviving Like, girls them. are still unloyal and talking behind everyone's back. 
But guys are out there telling each other that there's shots coming from one fish. Who needs the potions? Who's got to get revived? You know, it's a great teamwork. I think it'd be a. The boys got each other's back. That's just the way it Uh, is. That's the just. That's just the way life goes, yeah. people. My final idea is just don't go to Korea at all. And it'll probably be a little better. That, that, that That's a pretty yeah. good one, too. I'll put I don't, that up there. I, I think your last two ideas are your best. Yeah, one. that's a good one. Uh, by the way, did you know that Kim, Kim Jong-un's sister is kind of hot? Yeah, really? she's actually a pretty... Uh, Hot Asian. Uh, actually, is Asian? I guess Korean technically Asian. So, yeah, she's a hot Korean broad. Good yeah. for her. I mean, she's probably miserable, but good for yeah. her. You know, they, they call her the, the Korean version of Ivanka Trump. Oh. Yeah. But Ivanka's hot. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ivanka's hot. Uh, oh, know, yeah. I'll definitely yeah, put her You have any ideas to help make the Olympics just a little less boring? Listen, I honestly just they should play like Dizzy Bat or Ooh. something. I don't know. They should do something. Like a beer Olympic section. Or you know what be you know what be you know what people would watch? Three on three hockey. People would watch that. That could work. Lower if you low, put them in a smaller space and just have three on three hockey, more hits, more goals, it'd be better. People would watch that. Guaranteed. Three on three hockey. I kinda like that actually. If you're only allowed to play in the zone, like the blue line, blue line okay. down. That may be the best idea and the winning idea. So, I think we should start proposing. Um, what are they called? Uh, when you need a lot of signatures, I can't even think of the word right now. It's been a long day. A petition. That's a petition. Uh, is it a petition? No. How about yeah. it? What if we just tweet out saying how many retweets to get a Fortnite event and three on three hockey in the Winter Olympics? So it'll probably be about five million. You- but. Did you see what Snapchat said? Snapchat is the absolute worst right now. Snapchat Snapchat said, actually said that about retweeting yeah, it to it get was the like, old Snapchat back. It was like 50,000, and I'm pretty sure it's sitting at like 5 million right now. Yeah, they were like, yeah, they're like, yeah people don't do that anymore. Yeah. Like, who is who Snapchat <laughs> right now, or Facebook, since Facebook is the one that owns Snapchat, is saying them, is like, what do they think? When they realize that everybody hates this new update, like, did you, did you get fired? I would like. I hope you get fired. Yeah. Like, you you stink at your job. Yeah, kind of like me. I cannot do math, but for some reason, I handle a lot of money in math uh, at work. Listen, congratulations, good for you. You're fooling everybody, and I'm learning valuable skills. Valuable. Yes. Give you know, like, give yourself a pat on the back. How about that? <laughs> Thanks, man. All right, guys. So I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's episode. We will be back later in the week. So have a good week. Stay warm, everyone.